Good morning and welcome at that time once again. Happy Monday, the Patriot Radio News Hour, live from the Hole in the Ceiling studios in beautiful, well, you know, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the beautiful. sun's out, it's, it's beautiful. Out and it's warm. Right here. It's warm. <laughs> right here in Deer Valley, Arizona. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And that other voice you're hearing, the the world-renowned, the stunningly awesome Wendy, the, our office manager of like 10,000 years. 20, She's actually, 20 years. You're almost older than the furniture around here. Right. Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> no, I don't know. This desk is very old. It's old. It's, it's better out along. And listen, we, we, we like old stuff. We like we, Walker's going to be an absolute superstar. I mean, if you guys didn't get a chance to meet Jason... Uh, and Brooke, his wife, who she's a superstar as well, uh, the new part of our team. And you know what? You, things happen for a reason. And, you know, uh, whether it, God's plan, if you will, uh, that put us together, I, I'm just blown away by the job. Uh, Scott, right? right. And, and, and all the great people. We had such a great turnout. And and we had a lot of fun. I'll tell you right now, neither one of us got to eat. No, actually, Carmen brought me a plate, and I had a piece of chicken, and that was it. I actually got through the line, uh-huh. and I never got to eat it. The plate sat there, right? And I just I stared at it three or four different times, but I just it just uh, you know people wanting to to say hello, and and we had just such a great time. It really was. We did, we did, and 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 I I just want to just uh, say my piece, say a little bit, and then I've got a lot of work to do. But I have to tell you, it was very emotional for me to put faces to names of people I had spoken with for twenty years. Okay, it really, it was, wasn't well, it? It was, and and I, I'm just going to mention a few and and mention one cute thing. And so, if I forget your name, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you know how crazy it was for me. But Linnell R. Kirk. Maggie and Kermit, Maggie and Kermit, keep in touch with me. Let me know how things are going on with your life, please, okay? Alan and Norma, Lisa, Craig, Gary, Jason. Jason, Joe and I voted you the best-looking client we've ever Justin. had. Justin. Oh, Justin. I don't know why I said Jason. Justin. I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> and if I was 30 years younger and lived in All Colorado. All right, call it down. Okay, call it anyway, down. I mean, I even said to Arlene, oh, you're not going to believe what Justin looked like. Okay. okay. And then and then, a very cute thing. Uh, it was Brian with the his, Yes. Brian and his, and his two children, who are young. I'm going to say kids. this. I was really happy to see uh, the amount of kids there. Yes. We had a lot of future customers. Uh, Wendy and I were handing out Silver Eagles to, to all the all, kids. All the kids. Uh, it was just awesome. Right. And, and these two kids came up to me and said, Oh, they were cute as a button, We had they? $50 each, and we'd like to buy some more coins. So they had set me up in an office, and so I brought them in there, and I said, Do you like those silver coins? And they said, Yes. And I said, Well, they're $20 a piece. So if I gave you three of them, how much would that be? And they're like, oh, $60. And I said, well, you know what? Today's special is you get three for $50. How about that? And then Carmen came in, and she took a picture of us. And both of these kids, I, and I'm going to guess here, but I'm going to say the older one, eight, four or five? five. Oh, you yes. think eight? No, no seven. Seven? Well, 
maybe seven, may, maybe six, and the other one was, I don't know, five, I think. I, I yeah, they were definitely right, younger. They were just yeah. so, so happy. And, and it really was very emotional. And, and I'll probably get a little choked up, but I have to tell you that my very first invoice, my very first client told Arlene he was coming. And I said to myself, I'll know his voice anyway. So now, did anyway. he know he, that he was your first customer? Had you I, told him that on the phone? I, no, I told him at the... Oh, you did? Yeah, so he I, didn't know. He didn't know, but he the very first invoice I wrote 20 years ago, so this guy walked in, nice-looking nice guy, full had a blonde hair, and he goes, hi, Wendy. <laughs> and I just put my arms around him, and I started to cry, and I said... Hi, Johnny. You knew him right from I the get-go. I knew him. And, from the and second. He, right. And and he brought in his mom, Jean. Oh, Jean, they almost made me cry. Jean and, Jean, Jean and Johnny got to right. me. And and their Jean's late husband, Ernest, they were also one of my very first clients. And Johnny is the one. Johnny and Jean brought in those wonderful sheet cakes, which at least... Joe and I have that was the one thing I did eat. I ate I ate a really big piece of that of that cake and that was wonderful and 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 Johnny uh God bless you. You know, uh it, it was just wonderful to see all these. It was incredible. It really it was. Really it was, was very and, uh heartwarming, but yes. you know, the one thing I'll tell you is is this our way a lot it's under attack. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll talk about some of this next when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. Come back. I apologize. Uh, Ramon and I are talking. We know we got we got a little situation here. Uh, we're trying to figure it out. I guess we cut out there a couple of different times. I don't know what parts you heard or didn't hear, hear but what a great uh, great trip up to the Front Range, and and got to thank everybody for not just the for those of you that made it for those of us uh for those of you that helped put the event on uh just a great time dickie's barbecue yeah they did great julie just great julie did she was fantastic very good yeah and uh you know the one thing that that struck me about as i was talking to all of these customers and the things that that really hit it home for me because you know, the, this is this part of Colorado. Uh, it, it is now. It's turning into this this uh, suburb of Denver. Uh, but this is a lot of rural farm, uh, small town community, salt of the earth type people, and you know what? And an invasion's going on. And I feel that it's the same thing here, where all of these people from these failed states keep moving here. Right, whether it be Washington, Oregon, California, Illinois, you know the states, right? And they they keep and they're moving here in droves, and and they're taking the the, the same policies that destroyed the states they're from. They're bringing it here, you know. And, and the the drug problem, it's everywhere. You know, we know we got it here. I mean, Phoenix, big big city, and 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 drugs are rampant here. Uh, same thing in, in in these small communities, uh, and it just breaks my heart. It really, really does because uh, it's a numbers game, you know. And they got more; <laughs> they've got more, and the worse things get, right? The more they kind of spread out, and they keep coming here. Uh, but but nonetheless, uh, it, it's 
It was just a gr- it was great to be up there. I I couldn't be more excited about the team that we put together up there. Uh, got great things coming all over the place, not just not just in Colorado here and everywhere, and trying to make sure uh, that we've got you covered. You know, one of the things if you don't think people aren't paying attention. I don't know if you saw this. I mean, I will say this. Uh, really glad American Idol is back on. My wife and I love that show. We watch it together. It's one of our things. <laughs> and uh, I'll just say this. It was, uh, there was this gentleman, and I used that word because I wasn't quite sure. You know the character Pat from SNL? We weren't sure if it was a man or a woman. This 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 individual, he sounded, if, if you had your eyes closed, you would think that that was a woman. When you opened your eyes, here is a huge man. And I mean huge. Like, if I were, I'm guessing, I don't know, 350, maybe pushing 400 pounds. Big, big guy with this woman's voice. And he got out on the, he, he sat and he played the piano, sang the song. He was, it was incredible. And his voice was, it was amazing. It really was. Never judge a book by its cover. But you don't think things aren't happening that a lot of people are feeling the need to get prepared? You know, we I, you, you felt it a lot when Obama was president, right? And you, you saw the, these liberal policies and, and all of these things that uh, the country divided. And now with Trump, we see, I mean, it's absolute by all accounts you'd have to say hey trump's doing pretty good we'll get to that in a minute but you wouldn't know it right doesn't matter there's half the country still hates them but what i saw and when i talked to all of these great people up there in colorado and i talked to them here it's the same thing and then it goes hand-in-hand hand with the article I'm going to share with you next because people get it. They see what's happening, what's really happening. And they know something's coming. It's the end of the world as they know it. And the doomsday preparation industry is doing fine. Costco, the largest is the largest retailer to get in on the doomsday prep business. Selling a $6,000 Nutri-Store one-year premium food kit for all those hungry for a sense of security in the event of a catastrophe. And listen, a catastrophe can come in many different forms. The pallet contains 600 cans of food that can feed four people a well-rounded 2,000 calorie per day diet for 12 months. Now, as most of you would tell I will tell you this, one thing that we I definitely dis, didn't disappoint, I've said forever, I've got the body and the face for radio, everybody on the front range agrees. It was true. Uh, 2,000 calories a day, that would be a big cutback for me. As well as fruits, including apples and bananas, 
uh, carb-like pastas, uh, proteins like black beans. They had beef and chicken in there. Uh, Freeze-dried vegetables, broccoli and green beans. They had also slightly less expensive alternatives. I'm thinking about it. If Costco's selling, what do you think? Costco, uh, you know, yeah, let's bring in these pallets. If they didn't know they weren't going to sell like hotcakes, <laughs> their biggest package, six grand. They have another one for $4,700, another package for $4,000, and so on and so forth, but but it's really simply when you think about, and you know, they talk about nuclear war and all, it's so much bigger than that. Something's coming, you can feel it, right? There's going to be a clash or something, and I don't know what form it's going to take. But when I saw that article, I said to myself, you know what, that makes sense. Because this is what a lot of us are feeling out there. It's under attack. Every Nobody really can put their finger on it per se, but the one thing that we know is it can't keep going like this. We know that. Right? We want it back now. And we knew that we did. And right, and we've got this huge battle going on. Uh, you know, things things like this, things that defy logic. And you sit there and you see these stories about, and I'll just use the illegal immigration issue. You have these cities in these entire states, and by the way, most of these states are complete and utter failures. Coming out and saying, you know what? I know these people are felons. I know they've broken the law besides the one they broke when they came in the country illegally, but I'm talking about serious crime. Murder, rape, drugs, prostitution, you name all of these things. And they refuse to turn these uh, criminals over to ICE? Really? I mean, Colorado's dealing with it right now. And it it makes it makes zero sense. These are bad, bad people, and they're here illegally. And in cities and states are like, nope. And people are marching in support of this. Are you really? And and I'm just sitting there going, Man, this is not going to end well because. This is what's happened, and they've started, they've brainwashed, and it starts from the second you start going to school. You know what's so funny? I'll say, you know what? That's why homeschool's gotten so popular. You know, homeschooling used to be what, the, you know, the weirdos or the people that were socially awkward or or what have you, you know, and they needed some alternative or, or the, uh, the kids that were dropouts and things like that. That's the ones that did that stuff. Now, now it's people that are like, hey, listen, I don't want my kid to be brainwashed. When you see it with the gun issues and you see it with the immigration issues, and and I'll tell you right now, I don't know how a lot of these teachers do it. Because you know you can't say anything. 
right? It's the mob mentality uh, for the ones that have a different opinion than the rest. But And you see, it's one of the reasons why when I had the opportunity to sponsor No Safe Places, this had to deal with college campuses. And, and, you know, you hear me talk about it. It's so funny when they talk about uh, the the restricting people to have guns and restricting this and restricting that and trying to do all of these things in the name of, I don't know, what they try to blanket themselves in humanity and hugs and kisses and everything else. But they're perfectly fine with 18-year-olds racking up $50,000 in debt, right? It makes no sense. But yet there it is. And the message... The only message these kids are hearing. And now you just see your way of life. It's totally under attack. Thing, like I said, I don't understand what logic. Who can defend that? An illegal alien murders somebody, murders them. Nah, we're not turning them over. And keep them right here. We like these people. And then they got people that march in the streets in support of that? Come on. And, of course, the only thing you'll see on the TV is the one guy that, that maybe, and, of course, even then, the guys that they were, they never tell you the real story. They never do. They always leave out all the all the uh, details to it, and they make it sound like they're the, the greatest people on the face of the earth. You wouldn't be, listen, ICE doesn't go after an unpaid traffic ticket. They're not looking for those people. If ICE is involved, these are serious, serious crimes that have been committed. And I I just don't understand. I just don't understand how anybody would view that differently. Yet it's true. And you know what? Here's the, the, the real problem. I may be in the minority. All of you out there that feel the way I do... It, it's 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 probably real close. If we're the majority, it's still a thin margin, and, and it's taken it, it, little by little by little. Now Costco is rolling out six thousand dollar pallets. I'm not worried about a a North Korean missile. Now, am I worried about maybe the super volcano on Yellowstone? Maybe. I don't know. That's probably more likely than a North Korean missile in my mind. Am I worried about that that uh, object that that hit the Internet over the weekend with the uh, the military pilots? I wonder what that thing was. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. But what it really is is I need a place, because I mean, we're getting ready to break down. This is a societal breakdown. And, and I just, I see it. I see it here in Phoenix every day. You know, and I joke about it, because you know what? Who doesn't love seeing buildings happening and and, and seeing uh, freeways being built? Because you, you, you kind of view that as, as uh, things are going well. Of course, then you start really looking, and you see that the most of the things they're building are apartments. <laughs> we'll get to the jobs in a minute, right? When you really, really pay attention, all 
of these buildings that are being built, they're not a company moving in. I mean, some are. There's a few here and there. But most of them are, what, just being rented? Where are these people coming from? What are their beliefs? And people used to assimilate. Not anymore. They're trying to assimilate. The ones being assimilated are us. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after halftime. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The history books will talk about what Phyllis Schlafly did. However, we hope that history doesn't forget to remember her for the way she thought. She could hear the voice of the American people before the polls ever opened, and she could vocalize what the silent majority was saying before the election cycle even began. Phyllis knew what Americans cared about and offered advice to conservatives who wanted to know how to win the hearts of the American people. While it might seem easy to Monday morning quarterback a presidential election, the December 2012 Phyllis Schlafly report proved its clairvoyance in 2016 with the election of Donald Trump. In diagnosing why Mitt Romney lost in 2012, the very first reason Phyllis listed was his failure to connect with middle-class working Americans. Phyllis wrote, They decided there isn't any difference between the two major parties. And on the crucial economic issue of loss of good middle-class jobs, there apparently isn't. Obama used Romney's ignoring of blue-collar workers to paint a country club picture of republicanism. And regardless of the truth, there was no reason for workers to identify with a candidate who wouldn't stand up for American manufacturing. Phyllis's second major criticism of Romney was his soft position on immigration. Phyllis said that the Republican establishment's approach on amnesty and border security was a dead-end road that translates into more Democratic, not Republican votes. Pandering to illegal aliens hasn't won any votes for the GOP and never will. There can be no question that Phyllis had insight years in advance of the eventual Trump victory. Phyllis said the voting block that Mitt Romney ignored, but which Republicans must recapture if they ever want to win again, is the blue-collar men without a college degree who had well-paid manufacturing jobs until the free traders shipped those jobs overseas. The story of Trump's 2016 presidential election starts with the December 2012 Phyllis Schlafly Report and the amazing woman who authored it. This marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. And I just, I, sign of the times. I mean, I got to believe that's got to be, and I don't know, I you know, we go to Costco and, and we normally, we, we like the meat department at Costco. Uh, we buy, you know, the usual Costco stuff, water, toilet paper, paper towels, right? Uh, 
And I know that they've got, you know, TVs and computers, but I got to believe these $6,000 pallets got to be one of the more expensive things Costco sells. And for them to be bringing it in, you know, you know, it just fits, doesn't it? Speaking of getting back to what we do, so Friday, we were off on Friday because we were up and uh, traveling up to the front range. We had that great jobs number that blew everybody away uh, well above. Even, when, you know, like I said, I thought, it was, you know, what the 180 to 220 has been the range of 313,000 jobs. Now, again, it's a government number, but I'm going to say this before I get I get into the details where the devil's always there. It's still better than what we were getting before. Even though, after I'm done here, it's not what it appears to be. This is not the $300,000 or 300,000 jobs of yesteryear. The BLS, this was, the, by the way, the BLS is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So they're the ones that, that put the data together. There were 61,000 construction jobs in February. And I, I don't want to say that that's not true, because I would, I would love it. That'd be great. Uh, but I will just say that we got falling home sales. And, and kind of goes against that, but we'll see. Maybe that's that's a that's a job we like because construction jobs usually pay a little better. Manufacturing was up thirty one thousand jobs. The nothing really in the tech side of manufacturing, but I like that. 50,000 jobs, they said, was in retail. I don't believe that. I mean, look, Toys R Us may close all their stores this week. I I don't, maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure what they've got, if they're stuffing other jobs in there. Or maybe it's the J.C. Petty effect where we got rid of all the full-timers and doubled up on part-timers, but they said 50,000. And again, these aren't that different from stuff we saw in the past. 50,000 jobs in in what they call professional business services and and usually about 60 to 70% of those jobs are administrative type jobs you know they're they're hourly jobs uh, and really that's where all the temporary so the temp agencies goes in there that's the bulk of that number but again that's that's been the case for a long time now Here's what we did get a dip in. And here's the one thing I'll tell you, at least based on my experience in Phoenix, the bars and the restaurants seem to be pretty well. The right ones are pretty full, but only 11,000 waiters and waitresses and bartenders. So that's that's a plus, because those aren't good jobs. The problem is I don't believe the 50,000 retail jobs. Local government added 31,000, almost all of that in education, and I don't know why they would be, you know, hiring educational people in February, kind of in the middle of the year, but nonetheless, that's what it said. Uh, I can only tell you what it says. But here was the, the part that really, that you didn't hear. And this has been a trend now for at least the last 10, if not 20 years. Again, part of this, 
I want to go to Costco and spend $6,000 on, on food prep. According to the data, 365,000 of the alleged 313,000 jobs created were part-time, which would mean that we lost 52,000 full-time jobs. So it's hard when you think about the biggest piece that they cared about. You know what's so funny? Is no one really even cared what the number was. Did you notice that? What did they care about? They cared about wages. And when the wages went down, Wall Street got real happy. Right? Wall Street, well, I mean, it's down 100-plus points right now, but it was up over 400 points on Friday. The biggest takeaway, it had nothing to do with how many jobs. You know what they were excited about? Hey, no one made any real money. Matter of fact, you know, I didn't remember January. Oh, no, wage inflation and all that. And, of course, I was telling you, they, it's not. There's no wage inflation. Yeah, you got paid a little more because a lot of states and cities raised the minimum wage. But they just cut back on hours. And then in February, uh, wages actually went down. And and that's the only piece of the day. Not the only piece, but that part of it made sense. So when the Census Bureau and the Bureau of Labor Statistics they, 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 there's two different reports at work, right? The the Census Bureau does unemployment and stuff like that. The Bureau of Labor Statistics counts jobs, and, and so you get two different numbers. But according to the Census Bureau, yeah, we created a lot of jobs that are part-time. The other one was we did get an adjustment, and they only, I think they happened like once a quarter, where... They said 800,000 people have entered the workforce since the last adjustment, which I thought was good. That's good news. Problem was, they're finding part-time jobs. But wait and see. This is, again, I, I, I don't think Trump can change that. We are now, we are fully going into the quality of jobs is a bigger vacuum there's fewer and fewer what i would call good jobs and tremendous amounts of part-time work and we're starting to see that even trump can't fix it out his numbers are better i'll give we'll give credit granted he's spending a lot of money uh, i don't know if you saw the national debt we are not 75 billion dollars away from 21 trillion we're at twenty trillion nine hundred and twenty-five billion dollars of debt. Uh, we're seventy-five billion. That means this month we'll be above twenty-one trillion. I mean, very possible we could see twenty-two trillion before twenty eighteen ends. How about this? This is a, a Colorado-based story. Uh, marijuana. Corporate takeovers of cannabis are coming. We'll talk about that next. 800 I will say this, and Wendy, I think, would agree with me. I didn't see any 
marijuana. And granted, we didn't, you know, thought like we were out there, but I didn't see any marijuana stores or anything like that in in well in our trip to Colorado. We flew into the airport, drove right up to Johnstown. We actually stayed in Johnstown and then drove back to the airport. Uh, so it's not like we really went out and about, but I, at least I didn't see it. I, I didn't know what what it would look like. Uh, I'm sure that's mostly you know, like the Denver area, but Monsanto. How does this company stayed in business? You know, the, that Monsanto, you know what? They were the inventors of Agent Orange and uh, asbestos, <laughs> DDT, uh, just to name a few. Those are the ones I know. Uh, apparently, they're getting into the marijuana business. Maybe that's how they're doing. Maybe this is what's changed, right? They've gotten to the food supply, and now apparently people have just lost, plain lost their mind. I mean, how else can I create These people don't want freedom. They don't want liberty. They definitely don't want justice. What they want is, well, I'll just take care of us and kumbaya, and you know what? Everybody can do whatever they want. And we don't want the First Amendment. We don't want the Second Amendment. You know what? Give it all the amendments. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, last September, uh, Bayer, the largest uh, pharmaceutical company in the world, made a deal to buy Monsanto. And it's like a pharmaceutical company buying a, you know what I thought to be an agriculture company, but they're really not, right? They're really in the chemical business. For sixty-six billion bucks. Uh, by the way, I guess Monsanto. I did not know this. They were voted the most evil company in the world, but that didn't stop anybody. Is now setting its sights on another product, one that has been gathering increasing attention lately. Oh, dude, just follow the money. As laws relax and medical use becomes better understood. Monsanto is getting into the cannabis business. Despite claiming otherwise, evidence suggests Monsanto may already have ties to cannabis production. Just like that. Listen, they took in all, you know, most of the small farmers, right? They're gone, right? You can't do it anymore, right? You, all these little, all the, the little companies in America were just under attack, right? They're just trying to drive us all out and leave you the scraps. Monsanto and Miracle Grow. <laughs> I don't know if that. I guess that's a different company. Now, I've used Miracle Grow. I, I like to garden. You know, and maybe in a previous life, or you know, we all like to to dream. I, I always figured my fashion myself as you know, I'm a closet farmer. I always wanted to be a farmer. I tell my mom this. I tell my wife this, and they both say the same thing. I'm way too lazy to be a farmer. And and, and they're probably right, because that's probably one of the hardest jobs there is. But Monsanto and miracle Grow already have a business partnership. miracle Grow has already purchased three of the largest cannabis producers in business. <laughs> another... Uh, uh, another a number of other companies have already received buyout offers. 
They want to bypass the hydroponic retail stores. They're going to. Miracle Gro's CEO has gone as far as to announce his plans for a reefer referendum. Yeah, get get ready. Gotta get this is another one. I I don't know. Anywhere where there's money, there's going to be big business, and then once they get involved, you're gonna next thing you know. And I don't know what the cost of marijuana is. I don't. But whatever it is, it's going to get a lot more expensive. <laughs> That's what I do know. So uh, for those of you that was, uh, I don't know, I just saw that and I thought Colorado would appreciate that. Uh, so today, what's happening today? So uh, the Dow, everything's kind of down today. Gold's down 4 bucks, $319. Silver's down $0.10, cents, 1643 The Dow is down another big debt day. And I know a lot of people are like, hey, I just don't understand this bond market and the debt. And you really, there's not really much to understand. What you need to understand is the amount of it that we need to sell. And then how much we have to pay to sell it. And this is, listen, this is us. We're the taxpayer. We're the ones that are getting stuck with the bill. Starting today... A barrage of Treasury bills. And listen, this is going to be endless now, right? Every week. Uh, this is another big week. $145 billion in three-month and six-month bills. So these are short-term, right? These are the ones that get, they get gobbled up, right? Because, okay, I, I'll, I'll hold for three months or six months. When it gets to five years, seven years, ten years, Right, all of a sudden you see a lot of these foreigners say, nah, I don't want any of that. But what happened this morning, so uh, with, the ch- with the time change, this actually is, uh, this auction would have been going on right now and would have been ending as we get off the air. It said it ended uh, right before I got on the air. It was the highest price we had to pay. In other words, the yield was the highest, means the bond price was the lowest. Since 2007, the auction was hit 2.436, and this was for the three-year note. The Treasury had to sell $28 billion of three-year notes, uh, approaching 2.5%. Of course, you know, the 10 years, 288 to 290 This was the most we've had to pay to finance our debt since 2007. And it looks like it's not done climbing yet. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Hey, this was something else that came out after we got off the air on Thursday. This was from the Federal Reserve. And I get, I, I, there's, I don't want to use the word liar, but they only talk about a couple of things and don't tell you any of the bad stuff, right? They only want to tell you good stuff. In its quarterly report released on Thursday, they reported that the net national savings the sum of savings by household, business, and government okay, 
pretty much, okay, what do we got? Add it all up everywhere. Look under the mattress, in the back seat of the car, in the councils, look all over the place. In 2017, the savings rate for everything combined fell $370 billion, or almost 2% of the gross national product. Since the Great Depression of the 30s, there was only one time in history where the savings has been lower than it is than it was in 2017. And that was the financial crisis. We're right back. Right? The financial crisis was, it depended on who's, 06, 07, 08, I'd pick the year. Ten years later, after this, you know, we had nine years or ten years, whatever it is, of economic recovery, our savings rates are back down to the bottom. And you start thinking about what what that really means. And it's been and, and really it's simple. It's just the what I've been saying. More and more people were not making enough money to pay the bill. Right? And everybody's racking it up on on, on credit cards and living paycheck to paycheck and don't you know, you see the studies. 40%, 50%, 60% of people can't pay an extra $500 or can't pay an extra $400. 42% of everybody that hits retirement age has no savings, none. And access to 401Ks and all of those things continue to decline, but nobody talks about it. We created 380-something or whatever the number was, 360-something, 70-something part-time jobs. And they come out on the TV and they go wild. It's better. There's no doubt it's better. Of course, you know, let's face it, we, we're ratcheting up the deficit. Should be better. The problem is where maybe, you know what, I always said the, the, the new endangered species is the 25 to 54-year-old working white male. Maybe the endangered species really should be uh, the savings account. Right? Remember, remember what Jay Powell said as he testified in front of Congress, even though banks are charging more credit card fees, auto loan fees, or auto loan payments, mortgage payments, all these payments based on debt all rising. The only thing that hasn't risen what the banks pay you to save your money. Pager Radio News Hour. 800 Everybody have a great rest of your Monday. We'll be back tomorrow.